What's going on, everybody? Noah Alvarez here, and you are tuned into another episode of the My Mike and I podcast, episode 97. And you know, it's kind of a bummer as we're approaching 100, the 100th 100 episode of the podcast. We have all this stuff going around with the coronavirus, all the sports has stopped, everything, you know, it just seems like a very, very hard time for a lot of people, very uncertain times for sure, to say the least. And I guess you could add very eerie times, but I just, you know, I'm going to continue to put out this podcast as best I can. The beautiful thing about working in advance, um, I have the next two weeks planned out despite not, you know, being able to get interviews as of recently, but I did plan in advance. So I do have two weeks of inter- interviews to get you, then I'll get me to episode 99. And depending how long this, you know, quarantine slash kind of public isolation, that kind of stuff, uh, what is it? Social distancing. As soon as it ends, I'll for sure have some more interviews lined up for you. But in the meantime, like I said, you know, podcast is a great way to kind of just escape reality for a little bit, have some fun conversations with you guys, you the listeners that have been rocking since day one, or you're a new listener. Really appreciate you guys. A reminder, this podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, SoundCloud, as well as Stitcher and some other platforms. I did want to shout out Vince Correa for designing the Mamaike and I logo that you are seeing in your screen. He also helps out a ton with the Mamaike and I Instagram page. If you're on Instagram, be sure to give it a follow at my period Mike and period I. I'm trying to have a lot of fun with the synopsis videos. If you guys want to see me doing something uh, even a little bit more outlandish, be sure to hit me on the on the DMs on those, and I'll see how I can incorporate it with the uh, the videos. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. I'll have polls sometimes too, especially during the quarantine. I'm also, it's on Twitter, but I'm also going to put it on Spotify. I'm going to create a playlist of, I'm going to create one playlist of artists from Orange County that I really enjoy, specifically their top songs or their favorite songs that I enjoy. But I'm also going to have a playlist of artists that I've had on the show as well. And I'll do that on Spotify and SoundCloud, probably just SoundCloud actually, just because I know a lot of the artists I've had on don't have a lot of stuff on spotify or sometimes not anything on spotify or vice versa they'll have stuff on spotify but not on soundcloud but you get the idea i'm gonna have some tailored playlists of some uh, favorite artists from orange county and favorite artists of uh people we've had on the show so really looking forward to that like i said follow me on twitter follow me on instagram that's the way you could best be involved with the show i'm also gonna do i still plan on doing a hundred for the hundredth episode of the my mike and i podcast i still plan on doing a giveaway be sure to follow me on those platforms so you can keep in the loop on what that giveaway is and also how you can enter the giveaway and potentially win some dope prizes. I got some merch coming for the Mike and I podcast towards the middle of the year. I think this is going to set this back a, a, just a little bit, a tad bit. But like I said, man, 2020, we're still going hard with the podcast despite what's going on in the world, despite what's going on at my jobs. Uh, nonetheless, a lot more time for podcasts, a lot more time to create. It's a beautiful thing. I, I think all this time could be a blessing and a curse for sure. But if you have that positive mindset out there and you're looking to create, catch up on some you know, reading or learn a new skill, I think this is the time. On to this week's show, episode 97, we have two very special guests, Leonard Cowens and Quincy Bones, and they have something really excited to share with you guys, or I'm really excited to share with you guys as well, but it's a, it's an app, a website that they came up with essentially to empower producers, artists, and uh, music engineers, which I think is great because I do have a lot of artists on this show, I do have a lot of producer friends or producers who have been on this show, or people who do both their own production and you know write their own lyrics so this is really it's a really dope app especially for all the artists listening definitely go check out uwave on instagram u underscore w-a-v-e-e so it's uwave with two e's and then check out their website it's an app that's going to be launching later this year but i'm really excited for it and leonard cowards and quincy bones are going to tell you a little bit more about their app so without further ado enjoy the conversation between quincy bones leonard cowards and myself So first question I wanted to ask you guys, how did you want to, what inspired you guys to make an app around music? Yeah, so um, originally it all started back uh, when I was in my last semester of college. And then my dude James, uh, James Stamos hit me up and he's like, yo man, I got this idea for, for a company. Why don't we freaking start this up and go for it? And at that point I wasn't really doing anything. So I was like, yeah bro, let's go for it. Um, and then sure enough, it was in the music space, obviously, but it was more inclined towards like maybe like a, a blog type thing where 
people could go on and review albums and and but it would be based on the the people rather than pretty much like a free flowing social network where you can yeah do album stuff. Yeah. But from there, we were like ah. Uh, this is kind of exactly like Pitchfork, so that's a rough one. To, <laughs> that's a rough one to go against. And we were like, "All right, um, that's Audible." So we actually connected up with our technical partner Terrell, and then from there we figured out that when it comes to the music industry, it's like artists get a cent per every play of a ten-song album. Yeah. So it's like when it comes to them trying to make music and actually create. And and just live off what they're they like to do. It's not a viable option in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. So, and and with that in mind, we were like, there's got to be a way yeah. of how the music industry is right now that we can help those you know undiscovered emerging artists be able to pretty much just do what they like to do, man. Mm-hmm. Instead of having to go half in half out mm-hmm. yeah. um, type of deal, man. But to answer your question, the inspiration for the app um, was pretty much. Just to help empower music creators, man. Yeah. How'd you come up with the name U-Wave? That's funny, man. Um, it was actually... Um, we, we, we actually got the name from uh, one of our dudes that we brought onto the team pretty early on. Uh-huh. It's not with us anymore. Uh-huh. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, he was a cool dude, man. Uh, so... So we were coming up with names. Oh man, we had some horrible names in the beginning. I can't even tell you. <laughs> like, like they were, dude. What was one of them? I'm trying to even. I'm trying oh, to okay. Think. Dude, yeah, it was so bad though. We 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 reserved a couple, you know, um, um, domains. Yeah, domains, and thank God we yeah. we let them loose because it would have been a wrap, dude. It yeah. Been a wrap. Yeah, because U Wave's catchy too. Did you guys have to? I know the U Wave spelling is with two E's. Did you have to like? Was there already a U Wave with one E taken? So, yeah. So uh, first we found out that we couldn't have the one E from the domains um, that we were using, and then we went on Instagram and we were like, "All right, what's up?" And we went on U Wave, and then there was this other like creation Instagram that was taking over U Wave already. We tried to hit them up because we we got a, a you know. A, Trademark pending, yeah. right? We tried to hit him up, we're like, "Yo, uh, we're we're got a trademark pending. Can we get the name?" No reply. They were just like, "Screw it, we're not hitting them back." But sure enough, there's some Instagram in like Nigeria yeah. or something who has like yeah. three posts who's just holding the name. Oh damn, that's yeah. crazy. Okay, do any of you guys have any musical background that kind of inspired you to you know make this? Yeah, I mean, uh, so when Lenny approached me about joining U Wave. Uh, I was interested because I make music, um, primarily hip hop, yeah. and I've just been like I think you could ask Lenny. It's, music is probably the thing I'm most passionate about mm-hmm. in life. Uh, but yeah, so what Lenny kind of told me he envisioned my role being. Uh, I just really wanted to bring the actual like artist perspective to it, mm-hmm. so we could apply that and make the best type of music enablement tool possible i think that's a good way to put it mm-hmm. um i was so like i write the blog i write the ua blog and, okay um we just did one uh the second episode in the producer uh producer revolution series and i got that music enablement term from andrew because i feel like it's really what we do is not only allowing it to uh, allowing a quicker barrier to entry for artists to get their ideas mm-hmm onto you know audio files um but trying to connect you know artists who are all have the same general vision which is moving up and mm-hmm. being the best artist they can be tr- connecting them i thought that was really cool so yeah i think my music background kind of inspired me to nice you know join lenny on his adventure <laughs> you mentioned the producer revolution series what is that yeah so we started it about a month ago and throughout filming highlights, going to events, running the booth, we meet a bunch of really cool artists from all backgrounds, producers, engineers, anything. And we just have really rich conversations with them every time. Mm-hmm. So where we learn a lot, where it's like me and Lenny, I feel like a year ago, we knew way <laughs> less about the music Dude. industry and we were just like jumping in very, very blind. Um, but I've been writing the blog for, you know, a pretty long time, like uh, six, seven months. Maybe. Easy, easily. And um, 
so we finally just like I was just like we talked to so many good producers specifically mm -hmm. about how they each individually maneuver through the music industry mm -hmm. and a lot of that is they get burned by people yeah. underpaying them um, you know obviously copyright type of stuff so I wanted to spotlight that and kind of use the blog as a platform for you know producers engineers anyone really that comes to you know our Instagram page or the website for content yeah that there's just kind of a bank for that to them uh, for them to just you know dive right in, dive right into yeah but yeah I mean I, I thought it was a cool topic pretty much that's yeah and just highlight now you mentioned yeah like the producers getting burned I feel like I don't know if either of you guys are on Twitter but there's a, like for a while I used to see like when an artist would post like a new song or new album if you scroll down like on the, the thread like far enough you'll find someone saying I don't know how true it is but they're like oh he burned me on this you know yeah. he used this and didn't like I didn't get any credit for it and it's just like you know that that could, this seems like a very common thing especially like people yeah. just ripping off beats offline or something it YouTube. happens all the time man yeah. and it's it's frustrating because it's it, it, I, I feel like sometimes it's even unintentional and there's just miscommunication but the times when it's intentional it sucks because we even talked to this producer Ayo Miko <laughs> and he tells us like it's this is how I feed my family my daughter yeah. so it's like they're getting burned and when in reality you got a question would the project even be what the project is without their 50 mm -hmm. 60 70 80 90 percent yeah contri contribution so yeah I think that's something I want to continue doing moving forward with this producer uh, revolution series mm -hmm. just highlight that and kind of yeah. make the community more aware and you know I think it, the producers are on the rise in the music industry so 100% mm -hmm. yeah. 100% um, and for shoot the revolt, um, the summits. They've been having some summits yeah. recently. Yeah, they uh, for yeah. producers. Yeah, I mean mm -hmm. for music creators in general. Oh, okay, producers specifically. Um, they yeah. had a panel of ridiculous producers, and um, they were just talking about some of the situations and deals that they're made, and how a lot of the time they're grinding for free for years yeah. before they get put on, mm -hmm. and they're able to actually mm -hmm. make the money and and have the connections to where they're getting the credit to where when when artists and a lot of the time it's mm -hmm. like. The easiest or, or the fastest way to rise as a producer is to have an artist that you are pretty much teamed up with, yeah. and then they blow up. Because mm -hmm. then they're like, yo, yeah. whoever they get signed by or whatever happens with them, yeah. it's like, yo, this is my dude. Right. And then, boom, yeah. they're tagged along, and now the producer has a name. Right. And then you hear his something like Kenny Beats. His, yeah, his, yeah. It's yeah, like you know? Lil, Lil Yachty and Burberry Perry. Yeah. yeah. Like, they both blew up at the same time. Yachty was killing it, and I was like, who's making this dude's beats? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I don't know if that's his name anymore, but yeah, we get the point. So you were mentioning at the end, last couple of years in college, did you ever have? Did you take any music classes or any like background in music for you, Lenny? So background in music for me was mostly listening. Mm -hmm. I did, you know, for for for, for um, I got Studio One Fours, you know, um, to Daw, um, and then. I was making beats for a little bit, um, but not too too into. It's it's ridiculous yeah. complicated. It is such a skill. Like I really realized how like out of my league and how deep this <laughs> stuff went when when we were at a, we were at an event, and then I was outside and I was just talking to a couple of the dudes and, and it happened to be two producers and they were having a conversation. Yeah, they're talking about like their freshman year in high school and the programs they were using just sounded like crazy just alien words to me and I was like yo what the heck is going on yeah going deep into it and I was like yeah dude this is this is way harder than it even looks or yeah. even I can even think of on Lenny's the got right beats now. on deck though for sure okay. I, mean, I keep telling him to send them to me <laughs> he's like no nah, I'm gonna get to it dude I told you you're gonna have to slide you're gonna have to come through <laughs> no it's funny though cause like the the homie who produces like the instrumentals that I play in the beginning and the end of this uh, podcast like there would be times where we'd hang out and he would be showing me like you know he'd be creating beats and everything and I would he would like pass it over to me he's like hey you make up something and like you'd have the whole pad loaded yeah. and I'm just like all right and I like I was I never understood sampling like he he's really good at sampling old like jazz or blue stuff that's the best but it, like me I could just do like the drum stuff and then like I would just come up with like a very simple beat and like that was it I'd be like all right this is it <laughs> and he's like no he's like add some more stuff to it and I'm just like nah I'm, I'm good you know I couldn't it didn't come to me the way it easily as it came to him so yeah. I, I give a lot of props to producers especially the ones who sample 
that are nice with it, you know, like Kanye West and all them. Oh my gosh. You know, they can use like yeah. stuff from movies oh or TV gosh. shows or just yeah. really old stuff from the 50s and 40s. It's, it's crazy how creative they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think why you wave uh, you know, will be so beneficial to artists is because making music is so accessible right now. Mm-hmm. You could just download an app on your iPhone, yeah. make a beat, sell that to some artists, and the next month you're popping with like yeah. a million Instagram followers. So I think enabling the artists, uh, you know, giving them the ability to collaborate and make those connections, mm-hmm. I think that's why we'll, we'll definitely be, you know, of uh, uh, some value to them and, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, Beyond that, just being able to have a legitimate, you know, trusted way of selling your services. And a little background on U-Wave. Um, so what U-Wave is, is an app that's going to be launching in a few months that helps music creators sell their music services. So essentially, we give artists, producers, and engineers a network to be able to find and connect with each other. And then within the private chat, even create the project requirements, as well as actually pay for the project using our escrow system to where the money is paid into the escrow system before any work is done, mm-hmm. but it's not released to the seller mm, yeah. until the buyer approves the project. Yeah. And it's all done within the app, so that's exactly what um, yeah. we're, we're working on right now. Mm-hmm. So on the service level, we all use apps on our phones, but how hard is it to actually like technically encode the app and make sure it's, it does all those functions that you want? I'll tell you what. <laughs> so Terrell, Terrell, Terrell. That is our dude. Terrell yeah. is the technical partner of U Wave. This man is, shoot, he's like a unicorn, if, if yeah, I could say anything. Really? He's a dude who's been, you know, first off, he's been building websites since middle school. Dang. Going, going in. Yeah. Dang. Okay. He specializes in damn near the whole process to the point where he can step in and, and project manage. Step A to Z when it comes to creating the app, front end and back end, all parts of it. And when it comes to his outsourcing abilities, because if you're working on a budget and you want to self-fund an app um, or, or any company for that matter, when it comes to the technical side, it's very, very expensive unless you have the proper channels to outsource. But the quality needs to be at the same tier, yeah. which is the big issue. And yeah. being able to manage yeah. that all while having the big exactly. picture in mind mm-hmm. and, and, and have everything work out is very difficult. So yeah. Terrell is our guardian angel when it comes to <laughs> He's really good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. But creating an app, um, there's pretty much two parts. The front end, which is the user experience and, and user interface, which what it's what the app looks like, mm-hmm. and the back end, and that's just the, the gears um, that make everything kind of work. Mm-hmm. So initially, obviously you have the idea. And then from there, um, if you want to be, you know, make it build pretty fast and maybe have a, a good looking app, you just base it off of apps that are already super popular. Oh, okay, okay. So that's where you get the examples. And then you can just create what they're called wireframes. But initially, you just draw them out. So um, for me, I, at the time I was working at a financial advising firm. And in between, like my work, when I had a break, I, I'd, be, I'd have a sheet of white paper. Yeah. And then I was like, using like a notepad and, and creating an <laughs> a, a Apple screen or, you know, and then drawing out the different screens and, and you have to keep in mind the flow from button to button and all that in yeah. mind. But that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. Once you do that, um, you can kind of move to the next steps, which is actually bringing that to life. And then the branding and, and the colors and like you were saying, the, the name and the logo and how all that stuff looks. And then it comes to the technical part, the coding, and that's where it gets above my uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a whole different animal yeah. idea for that man. It's wild. Man. Yeah, even wild. like all the technical stuff. At least for recording a podcast, even at the beginning, like I had to do so much research on YouTube. It's because yeah. it just, especially when you. I feel like when we played sports, like so much of your time goes to sports as a kid. That like there's very little else you could like dive into. You know what I mean? Because there's just a big time commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Shout out to all the, the programmers and coders and all that Crazy. stuff. Huge shout Yeah, out. they're lifesavers. Yeah. We don't, we appreciate yeah. them enough. <laughs> for real. For real. Behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you come up with the U-Wave logo? So, we've had a couple U-Wave logos. <laughs> Originally, it was just like a, a basic U and like kind of a lowercase cursive U type, type look. Mm-hmm. 
scratched that. Yeah. Terrell was kind of the dude pushing um, the branding in a sense. He's he's worked with multiple companies and, and he's built brands before. Mm-hmm. So he had the prior background to know um, how to properly set things up and, and how things, mm-hmm. what kind of tier they should be at. So he kind of spearheaded um, when it came to the branding. But yeah, we went through like three contractors trying to get the logo. Dang. It took a while. We finally got the dude um, who who could get us something nice. But man, yeah, there there was there was a process to getting the logo. But um, we used a contractor, and um, the color scheme. When it comes to color schemes, um, a lot of the time people like go for certain emotions that the color scheme, yeah. you know, um, gives off. So we were looking at a couple different things. We had a blue for a while. And then we finally settled on the red. But, yeah, Terrell was kind of in charge of that for the most part. But, um, yeah, we were really happy once we had the final final product. How'd you come to meet Terrell? He was a high school friend of one of our friends. So, so originally it was me, James, and Drew. Uh Um, So, Drew went to Canyon, and he knew Terrell because they were friends at Canyon, mm-hmm. um, I guess, or, or maybe even in middle school way back then. So he was like, yo, I know this dude who pretty much is is a, is a dude who you guys want to talk to. Yeah, he's a genius. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> hand there, right? So sure enough, um, that's how we got connected with the Terrell and it just went off from there. Okay. Nice. Now, I see you guys have a lot, you know, you mentioned the blog post earlier and the artist mm-hmm. interviews. Was that the plan from the beginning with you, Wave, or is this something that kind of expanded as you guys got the ball rolling? Yeah, so... We have the app, which is more of the development side as of right now. We're watching that in a couple months. But in the meantime, building up to that, we wanted to get into the community and really get a sense of where the music industry is right now. Yep. And the best way to do that is to you know, rub elbows with the people who yep. are making music, going to the concerts, mm-hmm. um, going to the, the random events and having just random cool creators go up and perform for yeah. you know 15 minutes mm-hmm. type stuff. So... Through that, um, it pretty much, it, it 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 kind of all came together from that, man. But to be honest, dude, the question kind of escaped me. Yeah, <laughs> no, um, yeah, like Lenny said, while the app is you know in the close to final stages of being developed, mm-hmm. we still wanted to create the community, right? So the other side to the development is. What can you do to get your brand out there mm-hmm. and and try and attract the right type of demographic? That's why we're going to these shows, live shows, working with different artists. Because mm-hmm. at the same time, we're showing, we're giving them demos of U Wave. Yeah. We're telling them how the app's supposed to be utilized, and then you get their direct feedback from people who are going to be using the app. Yeah. So, other than the fact that hey, we want to create a community of artists that can all collaborate together and that are all extremely dope that we've worked Super with so dope. far. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, we can get the direct feedback. Sometimes it's great. Sometimes they're like, they grill us. So yeah. it's like, we take that feedback and it makes us better and it makes the tool better. Mm-hmm. So eventually, uh, the community will have a tool that's, you know, kind of like by artists for artists that enables the artists. Mm-hmm. So. And then the community, like you're saying, was, the, was what we were really trying to get yeah. into because... Our whole thing within the community is, and why we're pretty much doing it, is to help promote artists, producers, and engineers yeah. in the industry, right. and help develop or enhance their brand, um, so to kind of just push them along the way, as well as trying to organically maybe yeah. help them connect. Um, like, yeah. we've connected a couple artists just by nice. going into the community, we've, yeah. we've meeting all these people, we're getting their information, yeah. and then we're like, yo, we reach out, we're like, hey, you guys got anything dropping soon, you know, um, yeah. what's going on, Any, anything to promote? Like, oh yeah, I got yeah. this going on, I got a music video, I'm performing at this place, we just, and then some people, of course, are like, yo, I'm making this song, Yeah. do you know a guitar player, do you know a singer, do you mm, know yeah. a female artist who can exactly. hop on this Vocals, track, and yeah. exactly. And then, as of right now, we don't have the app, but we still are building the network. That's so, good, yeah. That's how we. So you're basically doing the apps work, kind of on a, on a minor scale. Yeah, exactly. Before the app comes yeah, out. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. So, if you can reminisce, how hard was it to you know introduce your idea to that first artist or your first artist you approached to? Man, 
the first artist we approached. I'm trying to even think. Me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yo, Tommy, take 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 this one. Dude, well, that Lenny approached me originally, and I felt like he explained it pretty well. But mm-hmm. um, I I think it was harder back back a, a while back because we were still in this area of like what f- specific features do we want to have mm-hmm. so back then it was a little more challenging to get a concrete idea across but now i mean it's just really more so you're talking to other artists at the mm-hmm. end of the day um you obviously have to know how to you know explain it in detail to the everyday person but for the most part we we're talking with artists so it's more about understanding their perspective what yeah. do you do how do you make music and then you can just kind of explain the value behind U-Wave to them in something that's relevant terms for them. If we're talking to a producer, hey man, here's how you're going to sell your services. So, um, But it's always, at the end of the day, it's like an app, startup, and yeah. you know, people always have that preconceived notion like, oh, another app, another yeah, startup, exactly, you, know? you know? So it's like, yeah. you just got to approach it as in the way that, you know, we have this tool and we're trying to enable artists. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but... Lenny's no. probably had some interesting experiences that was honestly, as well. Yeah. That was spot on. <laughs> yeah. okay. We're just trying to create a tool, man. Yeah. yeah. A cool tool for them to use and mm-hmm. be able to do what they like to do, man. Yeah. What were some of the tougher challenges or obstacles you guys face as far as getting the ball rolling on this? So, getting the ball rolling. Um, there's a big learning curve, man, mm-hmm. to be honest. Because we're first-time founder. I'm a first-time founder. Uh, Terrell is also a first-time founder. James is a first-time founder. We all... Had, weren't experienced in how to build and create a company mm-hmm. and even the company culture coming down to the branding um, coming down to just just how to just build off of a base so it was a year we've, we've been doing it for it's coming up on two years now so the first year was just about learning um, we were we were just building the base for us to be able to move forward and make the right moves that we needed to make mm-hmm. um, to get to where we are right now and then at this point, we're feeling pretty good. So, yeah. But yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, definitely, I'll add to that point okay, if I could. Um, with any startup, they probably experience, you know, bandwidth issues, you know? Yeah. We were talking about it before we started with you and the podcast. You got to do what you can with what you have in that moment. So, mm-hmm. I think it actually is almost like you take more bets on yourself that you can come up with ideas that are, mm-hmm. you know, they're gonna grasp the audience enough and that you you know you're staying true to really just trying to help other artists so the idea hopefully comes through whether we don't have the right equipment or enough equipment Mm -hmm. that's definitely a challenge but I think we've been able to maneuver our way around it pretty Mm -hmm. pretty well and obviously huge shout out to Justin huge shout out to Alex massive Justin the content director Alex the content manager they kill it I can't take footage or pictures like that at all. I just hold equipment. So they're they're huge. Once once we brought on, you know, Alex to the team and especially like we started stepping our game up. So mm-hmm. huge shout out to them. Ha. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, but like even before that, um since the the me, Terrell and James, we weren't really in the music industry, one of the, our biggest things we had to overcome was getting someone like Tommy on the team so that the feedback loop when it came to things that mm-hmm. that weren't um, true to where we were trying to be were immediately exposed mm-hmm. so we can make the yeah. adjustments and, and make the right moves but mm-hmm. just the network initially mm-hmm. when you don't know any artists and you're like dang we're making this app for people and we don't know many at all mm-hmm. initially that it was that was the most scary and, and hardest yeah. thing to overcome yeah. for sure yeah but I feel like this is the perfect area because whether it's Orange County or Los Angeles County that's not too far from us mm-hmm. there's just a lot of like young artists that are like excited to get their work go out oh, there yeah. and just meet new people yeah. and stuff like that because that's something i even ventured out with the podcast like the, I, I wanted i always watch big boy or listen to big yeah, boy yeah, in the yeah. morning it's so, like he was a big inspiration for me to do this but uh you know i wanted to have some artists on and i was like oh, who can i reach out to and i reached out to wimberly i don't know if you remember him mm, yeah. yeah so he was my first artist that I ever had on and Damn, after or first so... rapper because i actually did have some guy from texas actually when i was visiting there but Nonetheless, like once I had him on, a few other rappers just kind of heard about it, yeah. followed me. They're like, hey, can I be on the show? And then it just kind of snowballed to where I have, I know people in LA, people in Pico Rivera, people in Santa yeah. Ana, Orange County. And it's kind of like, it's blossomed into this, like something bigger than I even imagined, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's so dope. this is, that's, dope. That's, that's, dope. A, that's the dope part about yeah. living in this area though. I feel like, you know, if we did this in like 
South Dakota, like it probably yeah, wouldn't bro, be that hard. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. It is rough, bro. I mean, great. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's great, but like if if you're not built for the negative degree weather, yeah, bro, you might want to choose mean, a different destination. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm in my orange bag all the time. Dude. I love it here. Yeah. Well, what was the coldest you told me that it was over my there? My gosh, in dude. Dakota? With wind chill, bro. <laughs> And there's no trees in South Dakota. Account for that. Account so for that. trees are sort of minuscule, bro. <laughs> or very thin because you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But um, so the windchill would really just murk. I went to South Dakota State. Yeah. So I played football there. Um, that's where I went initially out of high school. But my gosh, it got down to negative. It got down to like negative. I remember negative in the negative twenties at one point. And <sighs> once it got back up to like regular twenty degrees. I was outside with a tank top. I was like, oh, let's yeah. go. I was like, let's no go. Way. It's warming up. Yeah. Know? It was crazy. That's crazy. crazy. That's bro. wild. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a big difference, too, from Sacramento. Because it gets cold, but it doesn't get below like 30. Not a chance. Bro. Nah, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> Thank God, bro. So I mentioned some of the obstacles you guys faced earlier, but has there been ever a time where you guys were just kind of like, ah, oh, like you guys just had were very frustrated in the process or maybe things kind of, you know, kind of met, met a halt and you guys were thinking about, you know, either dropping it or just, mm-hmm. you know, moving on to something else? Well, I'll, I'll speak first just briefly. Um, I've been ride or die for the, for you wave <laughs> ideas. So no matter what the obstacle is, I'm always thinking like, just how can we move forward? It's never, am I going to walk away from this? It's always mm-hmm. just how are we going to make this happen? So We'll, 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 I'll say that off the bat yeah. but uh, I think working with artists um, I think because everyone has a different personality a different perspective so you know trying to adjust for those uh, you know nuances mm-hmm. in the relationship what about you? man if I ever wanted to stop we've had, hit some rocky points for sure mm-hmm. for sure oh, yeah. but man I I was at a point where I was like, dude, I'm, I'm working in finance and I, I love finance. If I could do anything else, it'd be in, in, in the finance um, world. But I was like, dude, at this point, I want to be able to like do what I love. So love my career. Yeah. Love and love the people who like are around me and then just do what I like to do all the freaking time. Right? Yeah. And I was like, what's the best way to do that? And then James hit me up. And then it just rerouted from there. So honestly, from the inception of this, it wasn't anything like, oh, I'm going to stop and do something else. Because I was like, yeah. dude, I got to grind and make this work. Mm-hmm. And the one it's thing music, that... Man. We love music. And who doesn't love music? Yeah, you know exactly. It's like, what is cooler than... Yeah. And here's my thing. It's like, bro, I can't stop because what I really want to do, my dream is like to just be in the room... When Timberland and Jay Z, right? You hear the first beat, and everyone's just like, "Yo!" And you're just like, "Come on, bro! Yeah. Come on!" Yeah. Just want to be in the corner, bro, just kicking it. Man, you yeah. Pay yeah. To me, bro. No, yeah, like a fly on the wall. Almost. Exactly. I don't know if you ever saw that straight out of Compton movie. But the scene where Dr. Dre is introduced to Snoop Dogg and he starts playing with the keyboard and he like gets the thing for a, a uh, nothing but a G thing. Yeah. So that man, he, but he like he finally hits that tone because he's messing around with it and then he finally gets it. And Snoop Dogg's like, oh, like let me hop on this yeah. real quick. And it's like, damn, like to be a fly on the wall and just yeah. to see that like for all the classics mm-hmm. or even just you know other stuff that you really yeah. like that maybe other people don't consider classic. I'm saying yeah. that's crazy. I'm saying or Kendrick. Dropping some of his heat, bro. You just chilling while he's in the. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, you're looking at the producer, like, bro. You hear me? Did, did he he <laughs> Is this man here? Bro. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> who are you guys? Who are some of your guys' favorite artists that you guys listen to? Ooh, you go first. You, you want me to go? Go, first? Tommy. Dude, uh, Tommy's uh, a. Uh, yeah, yeah. Man, I mean, I listen to everything, mm-hmm. even outside of the hip hop realm, but. Uh, I'll, I'll try and stay on point with hip hop. Uh, no, dude, go crazy. Yeah, you can go. Yeah, okay. Venture out. Can you get my bag right now? Yeah, get your bag, bro. Uh, well, well, I mean, besides the greats, I mean, obviously, I think we can all respect the OGs mm-hmm. Biggie, Tupac, yeah. Jay Z, Andre 3K, mm-hmm. Eminem, you know, Kanye, etc. Um, I like, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm a big Earl Sweatshirt fan. Ooh, yeah. okay. I like Mavi, uh, Mike. <sighs> Um, shout out Six Press Ade Hakim Okay Happiest people in the world Wide web um, I listen to it all But like I'll listen to Charlie Pride Like I'll 
right? I'm listening to Charlie Pride from the '60s right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I listen to a lot of EDM as well. Just okay, any, any type. Um, That's like a big growing. Yeah, like, I mean, I like artists genre. like like Miha or like Rez, where they're like constantly kind of pushing the boundary. I like it. Oh, I mean, Eternal Take is out right now. I'm bumping mm-hmm. that. Uh, what do you, I mean, I, Dude, I like it off. That's the thing. That's good, though, right? <laughs> I said that's good, though, right? Like, you need that, especially if you're creating your music. Okay, like, yeah. you need to, you know, have that different ear for different yeah. styles. Yeah. And it's not even like, that's, like, because I'm listening to music all day. Like, even at my job, I'm listening to music all the time. And, like, I couldn't, it takes so many hours to talk about the, like, small artists mm-hmm. or, like, you know, these low-key people that I am huge fans of yeah. that inspire me, but I'll let Lenny take over now. <laughs> See, this is the problem. I should have went first because, like, I I don't even know what to say. I'm going to pump out, like, three names, and then Tommy's going off. He's Okay, so first off, Tommy put me on to Mavi. Mavi goes, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, yeah. Yo, so I was hype off that. Um, but right now, man, I'm listening to BJ the Chicago kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, nice didn't voice, tell, man. Crazy voice, bro. With the resume by you know featuring Big Crit, bro. My brother put yeah. me onto that song. He was like, "Yo, bro, I know you're gonna love this." So like, gotta listen to this, man. I was mm-hmm. like, "Bet." So him, Denzel Curry, man. Oh, diet. I was listening to that on the way here, man. Yeah, blows my mind every time. Um, that Kenny Beats come collab. On. <laughs> come on, it's not the even cave. Fair. Bro. It's not even fair. The cave. Bro, Kenny Beats. <laughs> that rollout was crazy. Jeez, dude, give me a break. Um, but um, Chance the Rapper is one of my big yeah. favorites for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. For sure, I can listen to Chance all day. To be honest, yeah. Were you a fan of his last album? I was. I was. Um, it wasn't one of my favorites, but but I, I like early Chance when he's when he's talking acid rap? cocoa butter kisses. Yeah. Acid rap is crazy. Yeah. Twenty two offs. Come on, bro. Yeah. He's got a crazy story so far. Wow. Mm-hmm. My favorite is of all time, Childish Gambit now. I don't mm. know, like it's probably starting like what, twenty eleven for me, but at that point That's I was heat, like, bro. it's it's a rap. Um, and he can act Atlanta. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's everything. He directs that too, right? It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he read it. Yeah. What's the next it? season coming out, bro? I've been waiting. I think on it's coming it. out soon, man. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's crazy to be that talented though, where you can make music at a high level and then also make like a really good show. Oh, and he's acting yeah. like what he's been. He's been in the Star Wars uh, movie. Yeah. He's been Lion in, uh, King. Bruh, yeah, yeah, Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, it's like, bruh, like he's a renaissance man. He's like, what, he's like this yeah. generation's Will Smith. You know? Yeah, exactly. On the low, huh? That's a Bar. <laughs> <laughs> that's the take <laughs> so you guys mentioned you know you guys are first time founders right mm-hmm. how has because I like to bring this from experience when I first started the podcast parents were kind of against it how has your family and your parents kind of supported you throughout this process man my my family's been great man. yeah they've been great uh, my parents supported me the whole time man if anything it's been like yo definitely do this go all out because if everything fails at least you learn a lot Mm -hmm. like that's their biggest thing it's like man honestly like just keep the faith and keep pushing because no matter what you're going to learn a lot and then you're going to just make the next move and then do something even Mm -hmm. even more crazy more wild Mm -hmm. yeah so it's they've been the best honestly they they're they're honestly the reason i can do it full-time right now nice so that support is is crucial for me at Mm -hmm. least and and yeah I've seen that a lot of founders initially have to have some type of support because it is so hard, man. Yeah. It is so hard, especially self-funded companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous that the type of time it takes and um, just the effort. And if you don't have a team, like the team that we've built, like Tommy yeah. said, the, the, the marketing team alone, my gosh, they're they're like my biggest crutch. If I was... If I was hurt, they'd be the wheelchair. <laughs> they're wheeling me around, man. They're freaking supporting me on the on the journey, yeah, man. But um, but yeah, the team is crucial because mm-hmm. we would not be where we are yeah. right now without without the team that we put mm-hmm. together for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, um, I you know I'm pretty independent. Like I'm I'm out here. I live here by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents live in Connecticut. Damn. Okay. And and they know about it and they're supportive, just like I'm sure Lenny's are. Like he said. Um, but really, I think it's like the more so the people we show, like our fr- our close friends and stuff. Because at yeah. first you tell them like, "Oh, we're starting this app," and they're like, oh, "Okay, like 
they're your friends, so they're yeah. gonna support you regardless. But they don't really have much to go off of. Yeah. But then yeah. you get to show them a demo like nowadays, and they're like, oh, like y'all are for real, for real. Oh, <laughs> oh okay, okay. And I'm like, yeah, that's Lenny. Like, that's, like that's get that strong. going, and it's like it, it it helps create that trust. But you know, I'm actually surprised at like the supportiveness from just anybody really that we work with, and I think it's a testament to Lenny's got his stuff handled and like Appreciate put together it. so uh but yeah f- having fr- uh, you know friends family who are supportive it helps a lot mm-hmm. yeah nice so what are some other goals for you guys to get accomplished for you wave in 2020 2020 man well first goal we're actually launching a kickstarter campaign in april mm-hmm. um that is to get the current version of you wave that we've updated to um developed so that we can launch that thing here in a couple months. Um, but yeah, the Kickstarter is in April, so that's our number one goal right now. That's the next step in our company roadmap, I would say, um, to getting us to this next point where we're going to be able to do some really cool stuff in the music community. Yeah, on the marketing side, I mean, a couple of my goals is just obviously we just need to continue to increase our following. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to keep doing more video uh you know footage video with artists and whether it's an artist highlight like we've been doing we just shot an artist highlight with this uh artist taylor morris up in la check her out she's dropping a new song soon um but yeah and i mean you can't check it on the ua profile (laughs) once it drops (laughs) but yeah um you know we want to just build enough content Mm -hmm. for people to be able to engage with Mm -hmm. Um, you know, continue to grow the brand, and obviously the Kickstarter is going to be huge for that. So, um, just being able to get the word out there, um, any type of knowledge. I, I personally, I love connecting with all these different artists and getting their perspective, whether it's via an interview or a quick fifteen minute phone call, mm-hmm. and then translate that knowledge that they've passed me on to the rest of the, you know, our audience. But yeah, that's a big one. Uh, I mean. I would love to get, you know, a million more followers on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So dope. Let's work. We're That'd on our so do, do yeah. you wait on it? <laughs> Coming soon, for sure. And I wanted to ask yeah. you too, from the marketing side, Instagram is very different from when we were, you know, when yeah. high school or just out of high school. How important is it to have that platform or just other somewhat social yeah. medias too and use that to promote your business? Yeah, I can't remember the first time I used Instagram. I think I was on my way back from like some summer camp or something. And you take a picture and you tag the spot and it like geolocates. And I'm just thinking about how much further it's come as yeah. an app, like complete like stories and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's crucial, man. I mean, you'll ask Lenny because I make music, but I don't like I, I haven't released a lot of it. Right. Oh, geez, and he bro. hates it. We work with <laughs> artists. Story, all, we work with artists all the time where it's like. I think it's something like artists struggle to put out music because yeah. every artist is gonna at the end of the day be a perfectionist. And of course, like, man. You know, it's a curse. people the curse. people like to take their time, but um, it's important to use uh, you know an app like Instagram because you need to engage with the people around you and mm-hmm. in your community. And I, I'm the biggest. I was like, I'm the biggest example of like. I don't use Instagram personally for my artist profile enough, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I'm doing all that stuff for you. And it's like, it's important. And like, I know I'd be in my artist bag sometimes, but like, (laughs) it's so crucial because you, one more people look at Instagram than you think first. Yeah. And more people with like connections and in high places, Mm -hmm. like there's people that are scouring the internet every day. They get paid to do this, Mm -hmm. that are looking for the next person who they can make pop. Yeah. Whether that's a good thing and it's a label and they're trying to scam you or not, but (laughs) still there's people looking for the next big thing. I mean, Dr. Dre, I think we have a post on our Instagram where he's like, I keep my streets, my ears to the streets all day. Like Mm -hmm. I'm, looking for new artists all the time yeah. and you never know when your shot is going to come and if you don't have your music out on a platform like Instagram then you're not going to have that chance or that opportunity so we take mm-hmm. that same mindset with our you of Instagram and at the end of the day we're trying to connect artists we need to have a central place where they can come and see each other's profiles and mm-hmm. until we have the app officially released we look at Instagram as a platform to do that and obviously just post as much content as possible and you know, help spread the word about artists we think are dope and we yeah. choose to work with. So, yeah. yeah. Kind of a random question, but where do you guys see Instagram, like, going from here? <laughs> Instagram <laughs> going from here, man. Well, it's hard because Instagram is Facebook nowadays, so. Yeah? 
Yeah, man. Because obviously Facebook over or bought Instagram, mm-hmm. but dude, they're they're trying to scheme up the 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 ad the marketing space. Yeah. The, their their ads are starting to be integrated, and in, in their ad platform is just at a such high level yeah. right now, where you can pinpoint and, and target mm-hmm. certain audiences. Yeah. And I feel like they're going to try and capitalize. They're first off, they want to. They want to be a monopoly, for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But, yeah. but they want to sustain and just attract more eyes to their platform. They need the screen time. Yeah. That's initially what they need. They lose screen time, then they use everything. So no one's yeah. going to freaking buy ads for a space where no one is, you know, looking. So I mean, I remember they said they were going to turn off likes and comments for some people. Yeah, or, I know did they, they ever do that. They're experimenting, right? Yeah, I was going to say, because I still get the likes notification, but I know because I have both my podcast account mm-hmm. my personal account, mm-hmm. it doesn't show... When I, you know, how when you pull down, down oh, down, right, it doesn't right. show how many like likes. So I know they took it away oh, from me on that. Interesting. But you still get it on that that third tab from the on the bottom. You know, what I mean, you can still see yeah. who liked it or not. So Word. I don't know if that was like their testing yeah. it out process or how it's gonna work. But I know I, that was the biggest thing I noticed yeah. after hearing about that is like it doesn't show when I switch accounts. I think it'll cause a little speed bump, but at yeah, the end of the day, corporations and businesses are just gonna use it to. Mm-hmm get their ads off you know they still do like if they still have insight into what your page is doing analytics wise mm-hmm. they're gonna see that and say hey you know do an ad on your podcast for yeah. us and it doesn't matter we know the amount of likes you get no one else needs to know, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. yeah but I, I think it's I think it's here to stay mm-hmm. I mean obviously evolution a new app will come up and everyone yeah. will think it's the best and we'll move forward but mm-hmm. I, I don't see the end to it at least for a while so yeah it's yeah. it's it's hard to tell but then you say that today and then tomorrow you hear about some new app and you're like yeah TikTok ads yeah. like stories Dude, yeah, yeah. TikTok. I mean, I'm not TikTok. really familiar with TikTok yeah. that much I just see like on Twitter yeah. or on Instagram yeah. but I mean when we were in high school just to bring it back like Twitter and Facebook were the things like no yeah. one really had Instagram exactly. or wasn't like that Snapchat came and went. Yeah, you know, Reddit's like kind of a big popping thing yeah. now mm-hmm. too. I've noticed, mm-hmm. and you know, even Tumblr was Tumblr and MySpace Tumblr. were like I definitely had a the OG. I feel like you know, <laughs> bro, Tumblr was that was a whole movement, man. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. don't even think sure. about those anymore. Like, oh my gosh, I no. had Tumblr. <laughs> bro, it was like some cheesy stuff. I, I was. I can see a lot boy. of. <laughs> I can definitely see a lot of Instagram on certain pages. Their influence was Tumblr, yeah. like oh, Tumblr. That's, that's funny. Yeah. So before we wrap this show up, I do like to end the show and ask some fun questions just to get the viewers and listeners to know you a little bit more. So if you could have any any topping or toppings on a pizza, what would it be? Man, I like like pepperoni sausage, dude. I get ground beef on. I'm like a meat lovers dude, man. So, topping up pizza. This is a rough one, dude, because I haven't thought about this in a while. Load me up with almost like a pizza taco. Ground beef, bro. Some sausage and uh, pepperoni, maybe, bro. Keep it, keep it kind of, keep okay. it kind of, keep it classic. classic. Bar- barbecue right. chicken. Oh, okay. Oh, oh he just barbecue chicken. Came over. It's nice. <laughs> Dang, dude. I should let you go first. Yeah. <laughs> if you could have any kind of exotic pet, what would it be? White tiger. That's oh, <laughs> there you go. Dog. That was easy. Um, shit, I don't know. Yeah. Mike Tyson, yeah. <laughs> um, I would want a a, a camel, a back chain. <laughs> <laughs> two humps, two humps, back chain camel. Google really? that. Two humps. Um, yeah. Dude, I'm questionable Google, bro. That's like the first time I've ever heard camel. A lot of people say monkeys. I've heard tigers, yeah, but like, yeah. you know what I mean? Camel is like original. They're like just I, weird. They got these long eyelashes. Yeah. And like, chew really like it's really they're really weird. i heard they're kind of like vicious like they'll spit on you and oh shit, right? they'll spit on you oh, they'll stomp you out like yeah. for sure camels don't fuck around <laughs> bro like imagine just having a camel in your backyard that's not saying people would trip. be like why do you have this man it's camel what human invention are you most grateful for I'll let you go first this time. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what human invention am I grateful for? Jeez. 
<laughs> amongst all the destruction that's been human made. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, man, invention. <sighs> Whoever invented capturing song, sonic sound waves mm. first, I got to do my research on that, but... Yeah. I mean, I got I collect records too. So yeah. Like whoever invented that, bless up, because you were providing the vibes to my apartment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> super solid. I feel yeah. That. I mean, it's cool that we went to the moon. But and Mars. Music is my life, honestly. So it's like, I'm just grateful that we can hear that. And whoever yeah. Invented whoever yeah. invents and whoever invented and will keep inventing new ways for us to. Mm-hmm. you know Enjoy engage music. in yeah. that yeah right on. um dude toilet paper is pretty important um dude but if it other than that dude i like cars cars yeah. are pretty solid well, that would be mine too yeah it saves all yeah. the time in the world because mm-hmm. we'd have to walk everywhere or horse yeah. everywhere yeah horse imagine everywhere. like being on a horseback and just have you ever ridden a horse? That shit hurts. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It hurts so bad. <laughs> it hurts so bad. Yeah, you kind of got to like be standing up. Like, yeah, dude. You're getting like a quad workout at the same time. You're like, dude, what the heck is going on? You come out. You're like doing a squat workout. You're like, honestly, it's not that bad, bro. <laughs> if you could go to any time and place in history, where would you go? I feel like we're living in the best time right now, to mm-hmm. be honest. Okay. Like, That's hard to... It's gotta be... If anything, it would be forward. Like, mm, I feel like the future, future is gonna be okay. wild. Yeah. Um, but mm. as of right now, I'm, I'm liking where we're at. Like, I mean, maybe not, like, uh, all the way, but, like, I feel like right now might be might be the optimal uh, period yeah. for me, at least. <laughs> I would want to... I, I'd probably go to the 1960s, maybe mm. somewhere in, like, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I want to see... I want to live the Panthers movie. Yeah. I want to, like... I want to meet... Because I, I look up to a lot of people, you know, from that time period right. that were not only speaking out for, you know, other people, but mm-hmm. we're pushing art in all forms as a movement to help improve as a society. Yeah. So yeah. It, it'd be really cool to live in that time, but I kind of agree with Lenny. I mean... 2020, it's not bad. Uh, no, it isn't. For <laughs> sure. It's not bad. I can just like live my life. But yeah, that's probably where I would go. Yeah, and the 60s was booming with like the civil rights exactly. and JFK yeah. and the shooting. Yeah. And like, yeah. I feel like that's also like a pivotal time too. Because I think Vietnam started at the end of that decade, right? Dude, yeah. Where just like people started counterculturing like what yeah. government or just people in power were doing. You know, it was like, yeah. hey, like. We don't have to listen to it's you. We're like, not questioning yeah. you, you know? It's a start of one of those crucial moments in time, specifically yeah. in the USA time. Yeah, exactly. That kind of set the path of projection moving forward. So mm-hmm. any time like that in history, ages ago or whatever, I'd be, I'd be interested to look at. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. If you could have a conversation with any person, dead or alive, who would it be? That's you. Alternate. And you can name a few people too if you can't decide on one. Dead or alive. That's hard. That's so hard. Man, I was not expecting this question. <laughs> if I had to, I'm going to say one off jump. Um, I feel like talking to Jay Z would be dope. Mm. That's one dude who I definitely want to sit down and have a conversation with. Just his whole vibe, man. Like, I, I saw him the way he, like, conducts an interview like when he's getting interviewed it's really interesting to like watch him like operate in those type of settings where people are trying to like pick at him yeah but he's like i don't know he like controls the tempo of like every situation almost yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like to have that type of quality yeah with everyone who you're engaging with is interesting Mm -hmm. bro i think that's crazy but um other than that dude i feel like some philosophers would be dope yeah you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like old school, like Socrates old, and those guys. Yes, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like going yeah. back and then, first off, I don't know if I'd be able to understand what they were saying because they talked crazy <laughs> yeah. back then. But yeah, but like to maybe even learn under them for for an extent would be wild. Yeah, pick their brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. yeah, yeah. Some old, uh, some like ancient Buddhists. Yeah, you know, leaders would be cool to talk to as well. For me, um, I mean, definitely Vincent Van Gogh. Mm. I mean, he was crazy and had this, like, unreal 
arc in his life where like no one understood him and then he's dead and then like yeah, has this skyrocket of fame Bro, that's so it's crazy so I'd want to talk to him uh, I think I've always wanted to have a conversation with Obama just to ask him a few that's things a solid yeah um, a solid one. I'm trying to think of more people that are dead uh, I think it'd be really cool to have a conversation with Bob Marley because yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. there's so many different iterations of like who he was as a person It'd be cool to actually meet, like, really, you know, sit down with them for 10 minutes and just mm-hmm. really, you know, what is your take on all of this? Yeah. And I think that'd be cool. And he's obviously one of the greatest musicians, you know, you know to ever live. Mm-hmm. Jimi Hendrix as well. Yeah. Fred Hampton. I, I want to talk to him. People said they would, you know, go to a rally or whatever in Brooklyn in the 60s. And yeah. if Fred Hampton was talking, he was able to, like, like move people yeah you know, he had that influence that mm-hmm. he was just born with MLK, and I want to experience that MLK, MLK, even, even sure. like you mentioned the Panthers earlier, earlier Bobby Seale and um, <laughs> Huey Newman yo yeah I mean Huey's a, a lot it'd be good to just see him or mm-hmm. like see him giving whatever but uh, I can't think of anyone else right now I mean uh, I mean uh, uh, who am I thinking of uh they can go for days, bro. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, because yeah, <laughs> every time, Tubman, it'd yeah. be cool to talk to Harriet Tubman yeah. and other famous women throughout history mm-hmm. because I feel like there's a lot of women who uh, have lived and done excruciatingly important things in history, yeah. and it's just a perspective I would want to take, like in the face of everyone viewing you as this. Yeah, you decided to do this. What was the motivation behind that? Because well, so, even up, like for yeah. women up until like the 80s, I'm sure a lot of that stuff was put under. Yes, I, I, like 100%. think back in history, exactly. just how many things were like originally women ideas, but men stole like, exactly <laughs> a patriarchal society. And getting back yeah. to the Egyptians and all that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. like it was always that's how society was. I feel like. So yeah, like just yeah. you know the famous one, like Cleopatra would be be tight too, <laughs> like go Damn. way back. Damn, yeah. <laughs> hey, <man. laughs> Cleopatra. Yeah, Cleo. <laughs> so if you were trapped on an island, what were five things that you would want to bring to that island? I'd bring a machete for mm. one. Um, water filter. Mm. Practical, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, flint thing, so I can make some fire. You know what I'm okay. saying? So just those are essentials. Now I'm gonna get into you know the the cool stuff. Hopefully, um, dang, dude, it'd be a cell phone to call someone to get off. Yeah, the tent, bro. That would be that, bro. Oh, man. For me, uh, it obviously depends on how I got to the island, but yeah. we'll, I'll try and keep it general here. Um, I think I would bring a flint, too. Yeah. Just to... I think I'd be able to start a fire without a flint, but just to... Just to be safe. Yeah. Uh, I think water purifier is pretty essential. Um, I'll just take a gun. Uh, a <laughs> knife would be machine, good, yeah. but I'll take a knife. But what if you run gun. out of ammo? You know, that's well, then, yeah, my, my fourth thing would be, you know, how much ammo can I choose <laughs> per item? You're yeah. a shooter, bro? I didn't know you had it like that, bro. I d- I'm not a shooter. I'm not oh, a shooter. Man. All right. uh, <laughs> but if I was on an island, I would have to learn. <laughs> so, uh, and then... A uh, forever charged iPhone with mm. music on it, yeah. and I can connect to the internet. One of those thick brick <laughs> first iPhones. <laughs> remember, remember the first I, uh, iPhone or not? Um, iVideo. What do they call it? iPod Video? iPod Video. Yeah. Oh my gosh, bro! I, they've come. They're so way. chunky, man. They've come a long way. Yeah, they've come yeah. a long way. Long way <laughs> dog. I had the first iPod Shuffle. I still have it too, but it was just one gig, like. That was all that had a story. Yeah. One gig, yo. Just a couple songs, one playlist. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I think it was like 140 that you could put on for one oh, gig. So Dang. it was just like... That, and that was your top. Like, that was your max. Remember the iPod Shuffles, too? The first one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got one of those for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. I was hype. I was so hype. That's the best present I got for, for a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. If you could give any advice to your younger self, what would it be? Oh, I'm going to let you answer that oh. I love this question. To my younger self, man. 
Advice to my younger self. Um, that's Stop being an idiot. <laughs> yeah, dude, figure your life out. Uh, no. Um, I'll just be like, dude, it's going to be a grind, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to be a grind. Um, never lose faith in what you're doing. Um, don't take other people's opinions and judgments on you to heart for mm-hmm. the most part. Be your own person. Stay within your lane. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, don't worry about the outside, pretty much, man. Mm-hmm. Keep grinding, like mm-hmm. I said. Stay um, true to yourself, yeah. essentially. And then, yeah, have fun, man. Mm-hmm. And that's, that would be it. Hmm. My younger self. Uh, <laughs> Young Tommy. I think I would tell my younger self right now... Um, Nothing is gonna happen how you think it's gonna happen. Mm. So just be prepared for that. Yeah. Um, and on top of that, just you know, giving people the benefit of the doubt has still continued to work out for you. So keep trying to do that. Yeah. You know, for the most part, uh, you know, I just you know like to believe in people, and I think I always have, even as a younger person. So I would tell myself in the past to keep doing that, and. Um, yeah, just like Lenny said, it's going to be a grind, but, mm-hmm. you know, in a lot of different aspects, but yeah. it's going to be, it, it, it's worth it. I'm telling you right now, at least until you're caught up to this date, it's, <laughs> it's worth it. Yeah. I don't know about moving forward. <laughs> 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 you go all downhill from so roll, roll the dice. We'll see what happens. <laughs> well, really appreciate you guys for taking the time out of your day, coming to do the yeah. podcast. One last time, if you guys could plug your, obviously, your Instagrams and, uh, you know, where else we can find your work. Yeah. yeah, dude. Thank you for yeah. letting us on, man. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate it. This uh-huh. is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, thank you. This is awesome. Like, I, like I said, I think this is my first podcast. So, um, obviously, you wave at you wave you underscore wave two e's. Uh, my Instagram is Quincy Bones. Quincy Bones underscore. I make music, man. Check me out. I'm on all platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it you want yeah. to talk about it he's gonna be dropping some heat so yeah there. man I just dropped this song called Fuchsia on okay. Instagram nice. uh, you could check that out uh, and I just been in the studio grinding you know I, I bring Lenny all the time like heat. like I got I got I got things on deck and yeah. I, I think we're just putting the final like theme and concept to some some ideas that I've had so do you record so, locally? Yeah, so well, I, I recorded in LA. Okay. I used to record in SB when I went there, but yeah, um, I work with this guy Nick in Costa Mesa. Okay, and he's big time. He's got these crazy connections. Nice. So, um, I worked there pretty. I don't want to say exclusively, but like we have a good relationship, and he knows how to like within the session get the most out of me as the artist. Right. So I like working with him because it feels right. like I put in the work. Yeah. Know? Uh, he's yeah. invested in you know? yeah he is yeah. but yeah look out for that and you know anything you wave just you know Lenny could talk about that mm-hmm. yeah man um, so yeah first off reiterate <laughs> what Tom said you wave go, go follow us at Instagram at uh, you underscore wave with two E's W-A-V-E-E yeah. you wave um, other than that we're actually giving away two free hours of studio time Okay. Um, so if you hit us up at uwave.com U-W-A-V-E-E dot com and sign up for our giveaway. Um, you'll be entered in our free two-hour nice. studio time giveaway. It's yep. going to be in a studio in LA, so uh, nice. stay tuned for that. Personally, I do have an Instagram. <laughs> I do have an Instagram. Uh, go by Leonard Cowens, L-E-N-N-A-R-D-C-O-W-A-N-S. Mm-hmm. Um, just plain like that. But I, I, I mean, but yeah, I keep it so. keeping out. We got uh, artist highlights dropping on our Instagram. Yeah, mm-hmm. that would honestly be the best way to you know stay in touch with okay. Wave News as well, signing up on the website. Uh, but if you are an artist and you're hearing that, follow us and reach out to one of us on Wave or even personally. Yeah. And we want to know how we can connect with you and you know create content with you and get you connected with other artists and our network. So. If you're hearing this, please reach out. We we definitely want to talk with you guys. Slide in our DMs, y'all. Hey. Go ahead and slide. The DMs <laughs> are open. The floodgates <laughs> are so open. open man. <laughs> I really appreciate you guys again, man. Yeah, Thanks, bro, man. Thank oh, you. and Kickstarter launching in April. Oh, that's right. Look yeah. out for that. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Just wait on it. <laughs> <laughs>
Noah Alvarez here at the conclusion of another episode of the My Mike and I podcast, episode 97. And if you really enjoyed this episode, let the people know what you think about it. If you're listening on Apple, it'd be really great if you left a rating and review. Same thing if you're listening on Google Play. And if you're listening on the other platforms, just hit that follow or subscribe button. Hit that like button if you're listening on SoundCloud. would greatly appreciate any support and uh, any, any help marketing the podcast. Sometimes spreading word of mouth is just the best way to get the podcast name out there. I uh, really appreciate it, guys. Again. If you're on Instagram, at my period, Mike and period I, I'm going to be doing a giveaway for the 100th episode of the podcast. So be sure to stay tuned for that and follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. We'll have some fun doing, uh, I don't know, some polls and shit during the quarantine. Make sure you guys stay safe. Don't let this time uh, get the best of you. Be productive. Chase your dream. Never chase a check. And just have fun. Make the most of this quarantine. Make the most of this having all this time to learn a new trait or do something super dope that you've always wanted to do. Use this time effectively. All right. This is Noah Alvarez, the host of the My Mike and I podcast. Signing off. Till next time.